You didn't come to hear about pizza, but we're starting a brand new series, and we're excited about this series. And uh, we're going to talk about relationship goals. All of us uh, have relationships in our life. I'm not just going to talk about um, the marriage relationship, although we will get to that. But there are all different types of relationships that we experience in life. There's relationships at work. There's relationships within uh, our school. There's relationship, just partnership in business, all of those types of things. And I believe that God's given us a blueprint on uh, how we can be effective in our relationships. So we're going to pray, and then we're going to get right into God's Word. Father, I thank you once again for this opportunity to be here this morning. I thank you for each and every one here today, those that are watching us online, God, those that will be watching us during the week. I pray, God, that your hand of blessing would continue to rest upon them, and Lord, we'll never cease to give you the praise nor the glory for it. It is in Jesus' mighty name that we pray, and everyone said amen and amen. I want to talk to you this morning about the power of partnership, the power of partnership. I believe that the standard for every relationship in our life is established in the Word of God. I believe it's there. I believe if we will just simply adhere to it, uh, I believe that our relationships can be successful. Because really, in a world that is filled with reality TV, where um, the Kardashians are trying to teach us about relationships, or um, some blogger that's trying to teach us that we're following about relationships, Here's what I believe and here's what I know. The Word of God is still the gold standard when it comes to relationships. Do you believe that this morning? It really is. And so if you're going to build anything, you have to start with a foundation. So we're going to start with a foundation this morning because the foundation of relationships can be found all the way back in the beginning in the book of Genesis. And so if you and I were going to build a structure... If we were going to build something, we would make sure that we start with the foundation, right? It's the most important part of the building is the foundation. So when designing a foundation, you build that foundation based upon the weight of the structure that you're going to place on that foundation. So um, the engineer will calculate the entire weight of, of what that structure is going to be. And then he will then give the specifications for the foundation. Well, the master architect, God said, okay, we're going to build found, we're going to build relationships. And so this is the foundation. This is where I'm going to put all the weight on relationships. So this is where it all starts. This is where it all begins because God is building a foundation in our lives to give us the ability and the capacity to carry the weight of every relationship in our life. And so if you desire a healthy, supportive relationship, the foundation has to be right. Every foundation begins with God. Genesis 1:26 says this, let us make man in our image according to to what? Our likeness. I want you to notice what God says. In the beginning, we see God the Father, we see Jesus, the Word, and we see the Holy Spirit. We see that operating in the very beginning. So God said, I'm going to create man in my image 
and in my likeness. And this is what he did. He created man in his image and his likeness. And what did he say? He said it was what? No, he said it was what? Very good. So when God created man in his image and his likeness, he said that it was very good. But then you go into chapter 2, and this is what God says. God said this, Genesis 2 and verse 18. He said, something's not good about this. And what he said was, the Lord God said, it is not good for what? For man to be alone. What did he say? I'm going to make him what? I'm going to make him a helper that is suitable for him. Now, here's what I want you to notice. I want you to notice two things. The first thing that I want you to notice is this. It is not good for you and I to be alone. It's not good for us to be alone. God said this in the context of a perfect environment. God said this in the context of paradise. Sin had not entered into the heart of man. So we're talking about uh, paradise, and God says there's still something not right here. And what's not right is man shall not be, or it's not good for him to be alone. So what we were created for was we were created for companionship, first and foremost, with God. God wanted a relationship with you and I. Secondly, we were created for companionship with each other. God created us with community in mind. God created us with family in mind. As a matter of fact, the first institution that God ordained as he started this people planet, the first institution that God ordained was the family. The family is a divine institution that is ordained by God. And we'll probably talk more about the, the responsibilities and the roles of a family as we move into this series. But it is, it is an it's established by God himself. And so what has to happen is this. It's not good for us to be in that kind of environment alone. So if your life, if your life is guarded, if your life is gated, if your life is isolated, God says it's not good. That's not a good thing for you to be guarded, gated, and isolated. All right? He says this, because that is the perfect place for the adversary to traffic in your life. Because what happens is this, when you are isolated and you have nobody else in your life, that's the perfect place for the enemy to try to come, and you know the enemy's nothing but a liar and a thief, right? Amen. So he's going to come and he's going to lie to you and to try to tell you you're something that you're not. In other words, God created us in his image and his likeness, right? God created us after his own. And so the enemy likes to traffic in that area to get us to think less of ourselves than what God created us to be. Listen to me. You and I were wonderfully and fearfully made in the image and likeness of God Almighty. So isolation, it is simply the breeding ground for lies and deception. This is where we trip up a lot in our lives. Second, God said, I want to be a part of bringing people into your life. I mean, when I look at this, Adam didn't know he was alone. 
He was created for relationship with God and companionship with others. But God's the one who said it's not good for him to be alone. And God says, I'm going to bring a helper into Adam's life. Because it was God who gave Eve to Adam. He gave Eve to Adam as a support, as a helper. As a matter of fact, it's the same word when Jesus said, I'm going to go and I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the helper, has the same, the same meaning behind it. So God said, I'm bringing people into your life that are supportive, that will stand with you, that will encourage you, that will help you, that will enable you to do life on this earth. One who stands beside you. So when God said it's not good for man to be alone, he meant that Adam could not reach his fullest potential by himself. Now this is going to build. Didn't get to share this in the first service, but listen to what I just said. He was telling Adam, you cannot reach your fullest potential by yourself. He's telling us the same thing, that we cannot reach our fullest potential by ourselves. He also said, you need another perspective in your life. How many of you have blind spots? Anybody have a blind spot? How many have one in your car? Right? I found that out a couple of weeks ago. You know what happened, don't you, right? <laughs> Broke more than a mirror, I can tell you that. So we all have blind spots. We all have things that we, you know, we can't see. So we need people in our life to say, hey, you might want to watch that. Hey, uh, did you consider this? Hey, did you think about that? All right? So, first of all, you have to understand that God desires healthy relationships to be a part of our lives. So we need friends who can look at you and say, come on, man. Come on, man. You're, you're really not fat. You're just fluffy. You're just big bone. Right? You, you, you need someone who can say, I can help you with that. Are you with me? You need someone who can support you. The Bible says that, that he wants to give us shepherds, pastors, who can help us, right? The Bible talks about that in Jeremiah uh, 3 and 15. Shepherds who can feed you, shepherds who can lead you, shepherds who will be there for you to guide and, and, and to lead you into spiritual truth. God wants all of us to have healthy marriages, right? One of love, one of honor, one of respect. I'm going to throw something else in here. And one of fun. All right. right? Come on, somebody help me out. God wants all of that for us. And someone might be sitting here today and you might be saying, you know what? I've had all of these relationships in my life, but trust was broken. I had a best friend who betrayed me. You know, I had a, I had a pastor who really didn't shepherd me the way that I should have been shepherded. You know, my marriage wasn't one of love, honor, and respect, and fun. But listen to me, Jesus had a Judas. What does that mean to us? Or what does that mean for us? If Jesus had a Judas, if Jesus had someone who would betray him, then you and I are going to have people in our life that we have opened our life to, that we have opened ourselves to, and we're going to be vulnerable to be hurt. 
But that doesn't mean we close ourselves in and we never ever open ourselves up to another relationship in our life. You know why? Because we serve a God who's able to restore the broken and the shattered pieces of our life because God wants healthy relationships to be a part of our life. If you believe that, just go ahead and put your hands together and give the Lord praise. Okay, I got to hurry. First hurry. Ecclesiastes 4 and 9 says this. It says, two people are better than one, for they can help each other succeed. Two people are better than one, for they can help each other succeed. Look at your neighbor and just tell them, two is better than you. <laughs> that was hard, wasn't it? Some of you sitting beside your spouse right now, you're in trouble. <laughs> but it really is true. I mean, two are better than one. Now, it's a rhetorical question, but let me just ask it anyway. How many of you do not want to succeed in life? Trick some of you, right? <laughs> do not want to succeed. You don't want to be fruitful in life. You don't, want, you don't want to see the blessing of God manifest in your life. Well, if you don't want to succeed and you don't want to be fruitful, here's how you do it. Just do life alone. Just do it by yourself. Just try to convince yourself, I don't need nobody. I don't want nobody. I'm just going to do this thing called life by myself. Well, let me tell you something. You will not reach your fullest potential by yourself. And the reason you won't reach your fullest potential by yourself is God didn't create you that way. God created us with, with community and relationships in mind. And so think about this. Uh, the seed needs the soil and the seed needs the water in order to what? In order to grow. But the seed and soil need the sun in order for that seed to germinate and start coming to fruition. Because God created it that way. God says this seed in and of itself does not have the power that it needs to be fruitful until you put it in, in the ground and partner it with the soil and partner it with the rain and partner it with the sun. And when you put those things together, then that seed can reach its fullest potential. How many of you, how many get frustrated when this little thing right here has that little circle that keeps going around and around and around and around? Anybody besides me get frustrated over that? I was, I was over here in this room this, this morning trying to hook this iPad up, and I kept getting that little, I'm like, will you ever just connect just connect, would you? And so this device is designed to work. Someone's is working. This device <laughs> is designed to connect in order for it to work, right? If not, it's going to tell you failed. Why? Why does it fail? Unable to what? Unable to connect. And a lot of times failure happens in our life 
Not because we're not gifted, not because we're not talented, not because we're not called, but we failed to connect. And I'm telling us, if we will just keep this simple principle in mind, that we were created to connect, and that success is connected to who we are connected with. It will then begin to speed up the process because how many get a happy face when you have all your bars going and you automatically connect and you go wherever you need to go as you navigate on that smart device? Well, it's the same principle in life. Listen, things will accelerate in your life when you make the right connections. Things will begin to move forward in your life when you have the right connections. Listen to this. Fruit is the result of relationships. That's what, that's what God told Adam. He said, I've called you to be fruitful. I've called you to multiply. But Adam, you can't do it by yourself. You're going to have to have someone in your life that you're connected to in order to bring fruit in your life. So God pulled out of Adam a partner to do life together. And when he did, they became fruitful. And so what do we see from the very beginning God is teaching us the power of relationship because when we connect with the right people, we will be fruitful, right? I mean, companies know this. Time got with Warner and created, <laughs> yeah, Time Warner and whatever came out, branches came off of that because here's what they decided. We're just better together. Rather than us try to reinvent the wheel, let's just partner together and let's just accelerate these dreams and visions that we have. Let's just accelerate those things for our company. And I'm telling you, I'm just trying to give you different examples. It's the same principle. It's the same pattern in our life, right? Watch this. If anyone, verse 10, if anyone falls, the other can what? And do what? And help. How many of you remember those commercials? Help, I've fallen and I... You need somebody, because I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to fall. I'm not prophesying doom over you, but life happens. And there are things that are going to come your way that you're going to stumble and you're going to fall. Come on now, adjust those halos. It's going to happen. You're going to need somebody who's close enough in your life who can reach down and say, I got this. I can help you. Let me pull you out of this thing, right? Let me, let me lend a helping hand. And this is what I truly believe. One of the qualifications that lets you and I know that this relationship is of God is when they can extend a helping hand when you're down. I know this relationship is of God when they present a hand to get me out of whatever I've fallen into. And this is the first thing. They're not there to criticize you. They're not there to judge you. What are they there for? They're there to get you back up on your feet. Now, if they are close enough in, in your life, they can come back to you at, a, 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 at another time and say, what were you thinking? <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? They can come back to you because you have that kind of relationship and say, hey, look, I can't believe you were that stupid. 
But not when you're down. What's the old saying? Don't kick me when I'm down. I need you to help me when I'm down. And then when I'm back up and I'm stable again, then you can bring the correction in my life. We all need those kind of relationships in our life. You can tell if someone is supposed to be in your life when they are able to extend a helping hand and vice versa. Now, let me just give you this story and show you how it plays out and we'll be done. Luke chapter 5, verse number 4 says this. Let me just give you a case story example of this. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, he said, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. How many have ever had a season of nothingness in your life? I mean, everything you try and you pull it back in and there's nothing there. Everything you do, you pull it back in and there's nothing there. Everything that you say, it just seems to come back empty. You sow this seed and there's not a harvest on it. Here's what I want you to know. There's not one seed that you have sown that doesn't have a harvest attached to it. Doesn't. It has a harvest attached to it. There's not one act of kindness that you haven't done that doesn't have an act of a, of a harvest attached to it. It may not show up when you think it should, but it will manifest in your life in God's timing. So here they are, a whole night of nothing. But nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to who? It's on the board. It's on the board. They signaled to who? No, that's not it either. Man. Here we go. Ready? They signaled to their... We're working. We're working. We're getting it together here. They signaled to who? You're going to need some help. They signaled to their partners on the other boat to do what? Help. Because both boats became full. Right? So you're going to have to have partners in your life that are within shouting distance of your life. See, Jesus understood the power of partnership. Because when Jesus was getting ready to launch his church and establish his church, he picked partners who later became disciples, followers of Christ, who later became the apostles of the first century church. But Jesus said he modeled this for us. I mean, he's Jesus, he's God. But he said, this is how we're going to establish this on earth. We're going to work in partnership with one another. And so if we're going to succeed as partners, or if we're going to succeed here in this church, then we have to partner together. Amen? Amen. Jesus knew two is better than one. You're supposed to say you. That's okay. You were right too. Two are better than one. And then it goes on to say a threefold cord is not what? Easily broken. Right? So you have to understand the power is in partnership. Here's the other thing you need to understand. You have to pick your partners with a purpose in mind. Pick partners with purpose in mind. Now, this may sound a little selfish until you understand what I'm talking about. 
I'm not talking about leveraging yourself to achieve, leveraging others to achieve your dream. I'm not talking about using people to accomplish what you want. But here's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about picking partners to help them discover their purpose in life. It's more than just a friendship. You have to look deeper into this thing. Because what Jesus is going to teach us here is this. He's going to teach us that when we find our true partners, they will help us discover our purpose in life. I want you to look at this scripture with me. Look at Luke 5 and 10. This is after the great catch. And also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon, who was Peter. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. Peter, I know you think that this fishing business is what you were put on this planet for. And he said, this has got you to this point in your life. But I'm here, Peter, to partner with you so that, Peter, you can begin to discover your purpose. And the purpose, Peter, that I have for your life is so that you will become my disciple and so that you will take my principles and teach them with, uh, to others. This is your purpose, Peter, to become fishers of men in my kingdom. And I'm telling you, if you find the right partners in your life, they will help you discover the purpose that God has for your life. And you will do the same for them, right? Amen. To help them discover their purpose and their meaning in life. Here's another thing. You need to make sure that you pick your partners before the breaking. Pick your partners before the breaking. How many of you know it's too late to start picking partners when the nets break? It's too late. Nets can represent, in this case, stressors in our life. They can represent challenges and struggles and heartaches and storms and trials in our lives. And if you're waiting till you get in the crucible times of your life to pick people to help you, it's too late. You need to establish relationships in your life before those breaking points begin to manifest in your life. Listen to me. Peter already knew who he could count on before things started breaking. He already knew who they were. If things start to break in your life, if things start to snap in your life, do you know or do you have somebody in your life that you can call on? That if things are beginning to break, you know you could call this person or you could call these people and you know that they're going to be there to help you. Now, here's the interesting thing about Peter's story. I've been shedding the light on when we're struggling, when we're going through difficult times. Who can I trust in times of trouble? Who can I call on in times of trouble? But Peter has a different kind of trouble going on in his life right now because it's not a storm that Peter's struggling with. Peter's struggling with the blessing. I mean, his net, if you make your living by catching fish, how many of you know a netful is a good thing? Especially after a night of nothings. <laughs> so Peter's struggle is totally different. He's struggling now with success. This goes back to Ecclesiastes 4 and 9. Two are better than one. 
because they will help you succeed, right? They will help you succeed when you start to fall apart, all right? It's okay, we're good. Everybody just keep looking at me. Had Peter not identified his partners, he would have lost the blessing of God. I want you to think about that for a minute. The nets were beginning to break. Had he not had anybody close enough to him who when he hollered help, he would have lost the blessing of God. And I wonder how many times God has said, I really want to bless you, and this is all yours. But there's so much here that I want to bless you with, you can't handle it all by yourself. Because the blessing is never meant just for you or me. It's the partnership that we're in. And God is saying, when I start blessing you, are there enough people around you that can help you pull the weight of the blessing that I have in your life? And as God blesses LifePoint Church, we need each other to pull the net, right? He's, he's made us fishers of men. We need each other as this thing gets heavier and heavier to pull that net so, we can, so that we can reap the harvest and not lose one of them that God brings our way. Come on, do you believe that this morning? Look here, I'm right on time. I'm right on time, and I'm happy about it. Had Peter not identified his partners before his blessing, he would have lost it. Here's the power of this story. The power of this story is in the partnership of Peter and his partners. That's the power of this story. Because when the blessing started rolling in, when success came and the net began to break, Peter had the right people around him to help him support the blessing of God in his life. Listen, if everyone around you is taking from you, you haven't found your right partners. If everyone around you is draining you and wearing you out and zapping your strength, if everyone around you is needy, 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 you haven't found your partners yet. You need and I need some people in our life who can help us pull some weight. Who can help us pull the weight. If you are the smartest person in your circle, if you're the one that everyone comes to all the time, if you're the one that everyone is dependent upon, you need to expand your circle. You really do. Because you can't have people taking and taking and taking from you because eventually you'll go dry. It's just like the bank. You can't keep going and making withdrawals if you've never made a deposit. Sooner or later, insufficient funds is going to come up. And sooner or later, if all you do is allow people to make withdrawals from you, insufficient funds is going to happen in your life. It will. You need people in your circle who can deposit into your life as well. And Peter had partners 
who could help him lift the weight when things got too heavy. So that's all I'm asking. Do you have people in your life that when things begin to get heavy, they're able to help you lift the weight? These are relationship goals that we need to start establishing. If you haven't, these are some relationship goals that you and I need to have in our life. Let me ask you another question. Who are the lifters in your life? I'm not talking about the pullers, you know, the people that are constantly pulling on you. Who are the lifters in your life? Any of you lift weights? Let me see a couple of you. Anybody of you think about lifting weights? Anybody of you dream about lifting weights? If you lift weights, you'll know this. You have a spotter, right? Don't ruin my story, Alan. Alan said, sometimes, bless God. <laughs> so if I'm lifting weights and I'm like, I got this, I can handle this. But then I get to the place where I'm like, you know what, bro? I'm not sure. I'm going to try this, but just in case I can't, I'm going to need you to help me lift. Right? So there are some things, because we all get this way in our life, it's like, I got this. I can handle this. And then you get about halfway up, and you're like, oh, man, this is heavy. Oh, man, I'm tired. And it starts, and you're like, help! <laughs> But if you got a spotter there, it's like, okay, man, let me help you get this. You need those kind of people in your life. They can look and say, man, you're struggling. Let me help you get that off of you. I see the struggle right now. Let me just lift this thing off of you. Let me support you. Let me help you with this thing. And Peter had those types of people in his life. Did you notice as we begin to stand here and they begin to play the music? Just go ahead and stand. Because if you don't, I'll keep talking. <laughs> Did you notice that Jesus didn't offer to help pull the net in? He's on the boat. We don't read about it. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but the Bible doesn't say that, hey, Jesus went over there and said, hey, Pete, I got this. Because in his godness, he could have just said, fish on board but he didn't you know why he was teaching Peter a lesson I'm going to make you fishers of men but he was teaching him a lesson Peter you are not going to succeed at your purpose in life by yourself so you better have some people around you that can support you and that can help you. In other words, Peter, there's a partnership that's going to have to be established in order for this to work in your life. And I'm just trying to tell somebody 
that if you really want to succeed and you really want to discover purpose and you really want to be fruitful, you got to find your partners. Here's the neat thing. God says, I know who I want to send into your life. He's the one who sent Eve to Adam. Whenever the devil wants to mess with you and distract you and detour you, he'll send a person your way. Whenever God gets ready to bless you, whenever God gets ready to accelerate things in your life, he'll send a person your way to help you because he knows what's coming. He knows what's coming. He knows the blessing that's in front of you. He'll send people that will help you. As I was preparing this lesson, there was a particular group of people that became a burden to me in this message. Not that you were a burden to me, but I felt burdened for. I began to feel a burden for mothers. I'll explain why. Single moms. Stay-at-home moms. Working moms. I just begin to sense a burden. The Lord had me pray for you. Because I can tell you right now that there are people under the sound of my voice who are at your breaking point. You really are. You're at a point of breaking. And you don't know who you can trust if you start crying out help. So it's one thing, do you have people around you that when you cry out help, they can hear you? It's another thing, can you trust them? Peter was like, hey, help! Help! holler for help? You ever want to holler for help? On the count of three, I'm going to let you holler for help. All of us. Are you ready? I'm telling you right now, there's a purpose behind me having you do this. Are you ready? I mean, I want you to holler like I really need some help. One, two, three. The Lord hears you. The Lord has seen those tears. And the Lord says, I'm sending people in your path. They're going to start lifting some weight for you. Mom, who are you? Moms, if that's you, and I, I'll pray for anybody here today, but I, have a, I just have a burden right now. I just feel like there's some moms that are at their breaking point. It's like if I, there's just one more thing in this net and it's going to break. I want you to come quickly. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed. Just call out for help. I need some help right now. Come on. God didn't put this on my heart. God didn't put you on my heart this week, not for, not to have me not pray for you. Come on, Mom. Come on. Come on in. Come on, Mom. Come on. Come on. Anybody else? Come on. Come on. I, it may be your first time. It may be your, I don't know, hundredth time. It doesn't matter. Come on. 
anybody else. I can't identify, I have no idea, I can't, what you're going through, what you're facing. But God cared enough about you to say, this is what I want you to do at this moment. He wants you to know that he cares. He has a plan and he has the right people and you're not going to have to do this by yourself. There's help and it's coming and it's going to manifest in your life. Church, would you stretch your hands this way? And any other mom, if you want to come, hurry. Come on, I want to pray for you.